Yeah, I didn't like that drop then, and I really don't like it now when it's directed at me. <laughs> yeah, I guess I forgot to do that. Uh, yeah, look, I don't know, Slee, right? Maybe Axel Rose or Slash or I don't know. Somebody will call in to, to yell at me today. It was pretty fun to have Flea tell me that I needed to be humiliated in a public square yesterday. Who knows what Thursday will bring? I'm excited. I think that is uh, – I, I think Flea was talking for a lot of Laker fans out there, including myself. I think Flea represented Laker fans very well yesterday, and I think you're going to get a lot of this probably for a long time, and I, I really, really don't want to – this is this is the thing that concerns me with you. If Russ shoots 4 of 19 from the field in a game, never happened. <laughs> there's going to be a look on, on your minutes? face at 10.15 at night when I'm doing the postgame show just saying, call oh, in. I can't wait. <laughs> no, you're going to save that ammo. You'll probably save that ammo for 9 a.m. the next day. Here's what it's going to be. It's going to be, uh, let's go to Orange County and Travis. Travis, you're on Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. What's going on? Hey, Slee, what's up, buddy? How'd that game go? What? I, read me that box score again real quick. I don't know what happened there. Oh, how? Oh, huh. Weird. No, I think that's probably the opening call most night. And you should call me. I might be asleep. And when he goes, you know, 10 of 13 and has a triple-double across the board, hey, Trav, what are you doing? You want to come on the show tonight? I think, I think it should cut both ways. You know what you're going to end up doing? You're going to end up sending me a text at 9.50 and saying, hey, Slee, FYI, game's going to overtime against Detroit. How much longer are you going to be awake? <laughs> That's, what, that's, that's right. what's going to end up happening. Yeah, it's going to be those moves. The, the, the Detroit double overtime game, <laughs> but on the West Coast, right? Not in Detroit. It's out here. Of course not. Place. Of course. It's out here at Staples <laughs> Center. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, am I done? Can I leave? Are they, I mean, you, you got the introduction to the T's, and you're ready to yeah. go, and you want to make yeah. fun. I, I'm just, I feel like I'm just kind of I, – I, here's one thing I do want to get done today. Mm-hmm. I just think we should throw in a bonus Ask Slee, and even if you say no – I just kind of want to do it throughout the show today. Since I don't get to do it tomorrow, I want to do it today in addition to a bunch of fun. I want to do all the things today before I leave. You do what you need to do because all I know is me, Emily, Funches, we've talked about doing a happy hour tonight. We're talking about tomorrow is going to be just one of the funnest shows that we may have. There's a lot. I I, I texted Amanda, Greg. I said, hey, Saturday, Sunday, we're all willing to come in. There's there's an energy, energy I can't even describe. Uh Uh-huh. You guys should you guys should do that. I'd like to listen to that. I think yeah, that'd nobody, be really good. Nobody we'll would do that. We each have our I, own taco stand guy. There you yeah, go. that's right. That's right. No, no, no we get one one guy. One guy. All we need is one guy. We've already we've already discussed. And Slee, well, you can have as many tacos as you want, man. Thank you, man. See, Thank you, Punches. Punches has got I'm the one that gets to hand out the taco guys. This is my thing. I get to decide who gets how many taco guys and how many it works. By the way, okay, for the five before, of us, before or we four go. Of us, yeah. yeah, before we get into Scherzer and all that other stuff, can I just say this? It is kind of that day where you know your vacation's about to start, right? Like, hey, it's about to start. Yeah. That's a that's a tough – mentally, that's a tough day. It's a very loose day. Like, I could see you just not giving a you-know-what this entire morning. But that's a very – like, to concentrate on that when you have all this other stuff going on, That's those are – those are good days. That is a very good day. I'm, here, here it is. This is from John of, of Fullerton. Hey, Al, your pal John here. Has Trav hit you with the, it's my Friday yet? If not, it's coming. I'm really not a, it's my Friday sort of guy. But if I were going to be that, I think it would be, yeah. uh, today would be the day to when do you, it, right? When we, used to, when we used to all be in the office before COVID, 
you used to always that. walk over to the business side and always say, guys, Wednesday, it's when- hump day. Hump day, everybody. Am I right? A lot. Am I right? You guys. I, no, I was, I was a regular participant in walking over and catching up with yeah. the, the sales guys. I always enjoy that. I, look, I can barely remember what it's like to be in an office. It's been way too long. I, I, I need to get back in there. I'm slowly, maybe not slowly, losing my mind, but it's, it's definitely happening. It's, uh, for, hopefully for me, it for me, it was the long. opposite way. Getting into the office wasn't the problem. Getting into the office with anybody there was the issue. Yeah. Like either you're not in an office or you're in an office where there's absolutely nobody. Yeah, that wouldn't be much better. <laughs> At least you get four different walls along the way. Travis Lee, it's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, mentioned it on the, the tease, Al. Here's the thing. Yeah. The Dodger game last night really could not have gone any better. It was a perfect game for the Dodgers, and I'm including the fact that Kenley Jansen gave up a two-run home run in the ninth inning. Because the Dodgers got to see what they bought in Max Scherzer, and he gave them exactly what they were hoping they were going to get. They beat a very good team. Mookie Betts is hot again. Corey Seager had a couple hits. Cody Bellinger had a double. There's a lot of really positive stuff going on last night, but mostly Scherzer and Betts. And you got more data points to support the idea that you need to get Kenley Jansen off the mound in the ninth inning, but you got to do that without having to lose the game. It was just a really perfect storm of events because I just don't know how much longer you can continue to run him out there and have him do what he's been doing. He, is, he hasn't pitched well in three weeks, four weeks. Mm-hmm. It, it, this is not a eh, – it's okay. Since the, the All-Star it, break. It really has not mm-hmm. pitched well at all in the second half of the season. But you also got to win the game. Just Last night was a great, great night for the Dodgers across the board. Well, I, I mean, a perfect scenario would have been – I get what you're saying – that the more innings you get to see with Kenley Jansen and you don't have to lose a game, I, I understand that part. But a perfect uh, perfect ending to yesterday's game would have been Kenley does not give up a two-run homer, nope. and the conversation is only about Max Scherzer, which is what the conversation should be about this morning. There nope. should not be the bridge there of – and I, I get what you're going to say. What you're saying is – Kenley's not good enough to close, period. Stop having the conversation about it. Stop flirting around the edges. Stop making it sound like, you know what, something's going to change. No, it's not going to change. And people are not – if you're not comfortable with a four-run lead in the ninth inning after Kenley, your closer, gives up a two-run homer, and now you got three two-counts that you're hoping you don't walk somebody, and now all of a sudden the tying run is at the plate, well, he then you got issues. <laughs> yeah, no, look, here, here's here's why that would – had Kenley gone out there and just, let's say, he goes three up, three down, right, and he gets a couple of weak ground balls and a fly ball, okay, just nice, easy breezy ninth yeah. inning. That buys you two more weeks of this nonsense mm-hmm. because then you're saying, hey, no, 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 remember against the Astros, he looked good. We just got to get back to that guy against the Astros. We just got to get back to that guy. You saw him. He sat down Altuve in Korea. No, no, no. He's good. He's fine. But what happened last night, you didn't lose, and you still got to say, this doesn't work. We need to go to plan B. Look, you saw it. And, and don't take my word for it, okay? Let, let's, let's just pretend that I am Pollyanna. Everything is wonderful. Everything's going to sure, work out. Sure. Happy gumdrops and roses for everybody, mm-hmm. okay? You know who didn't love what he saw last night? Dave Roberts. Do you know how I know? Because the second that ball landed in right field, guess who was heating up? Blake Trinan. That ball, you know what? I'm wrong. That ball hadn't even landed yet. The second the ball made contact with the bat, Blake Trinan was up getting ready to come into that game. Because he knew 
He knew, we're not doing this again. I am not letting this happen again. Now, he went 3-0 on a guy. He went 3-2 on a guy. He was a pitch away at least twice. Hershiser said it during the broadcast last night. He was a pitch away at least a couple of times from coming out of that game. I want you to listen to Dave right here talking about Kenley. This is the most tepid endorsement I've heard of Kenley Jansen in quite some time. I think it's easy to look at the base hit and the home run, but I think that the 22 pitch uh, exercise, what he did, I think was uh, pretty good. So, um, you know, like I, I've said all along, we need him to be good to be uh, the best uh, version of our ball club. Okay, let me ask you this, Al. I, I don't know. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Do you really believe that Dave Roberts thinks that his closer needed 22 pitches and gave up two runs was pretty good? <laughs> no, I don't believe it, which is why I don't like hearing it. Uh-huh. I mean that that's a reality. I, I I don't like hearing it because, you know, if if Dave says something towards the end there of, uh, he's got to be better. He knows that it's nothing. I have to tell him. Um, we need Kenley in those situations to close out the game. And that that's a more accurate observation of what happened. That's more the truth. So to kind of beat around the bush, and I understand that you're a manager. You're trying to. There, there's certain things that you're going to do that you're not going to come out blatantly and say. You know what he probably blatantly wants to say? Kenley, why do you keep doing this? You, yep. you, you can't keep putting yourself in this position. You can't keep putting, keep putting me in this position. But th- this is the – and I want Dodger fans to know this. Scherzer's coming off a unbelievable performance. That was his first game in a Dodger uniform. It was at Dodger Stadium, 50,000-plus. You're playing the Houston Astros. You strike out Altuve three times. He strikes out four times throughout the game. That should be the storyline. But the reason why, Trav, you and I are having this conversation about Kenley, because predicaments like this are going to come up. And they're going to come up over the last seven weeks of the regular season. That could determine whether you catch the San Francisco Giants or you don't. And I don't think I'm being dramatic about it. I think Mm -hmm. these games are – you got to know who your closer is. It's going to go down to the wire. You're you're right. You're you're right that you need to – I want to go back to Dave for a second because I think that we're making the same point here. Don't listen to what he says. Watch what he does, right? That, that last year when in the World Series, he was saying, no, no, Kenley's still our guy. Kenley's still our guy. Kenley's still our guy. Hey, Julio, you go do it. Sure. Okay. Don't listen to what he says. Watch what he does. And last night, he brought him in there in a four-run – they had a four-run lead. You don't typically see – a closer come into the game with a four-run lead. That's not how it usually goes. Sometimes, but not always. And literally, base hit to left field, which was kind of – and I think this is interesting too, Al. In that base base hit to left field, you're kind of like, oh, boy. All right, here we go. Let's see what, see what happens next. And before you can even really wrap your head around the base hit, ball's in the right field seats, and a 7-4 to four lead is now – or excuse me, a 7-3 seven seven three three. lead is now a 7-5 seven seven five. lead. Mm-hmm. And instantly, Blake Trinan was up heating up. Dave knows. Dave is not going to embarrass him. Dave is not going to say, hey, listen, um, yeah, we're not going to use Kenley anymore. It's just it clearly isn't working. What he's going to say is it was okay. You know, he, it's kind of We funny. need him to be his best for us to be our best. Right, mm-hmm. right. Hey, it's easy to point out the home run and the single. Well, yeah, it is because it happened. It happened there in the ninth inning, and we saw the ball. Yeah, it's very easy to notice when the guy pitching the ninth inning gives up home runs. You're yeah. right, Dave. Of course. Watch what he does. And what he does is he had Blake Trinan ready. Okay, so to play off what you just said, um, I don't think there are many Dodger fans out there that feel comfortable when Kenley obviously gets the ball to close out a game. You're going to have 3-2 games coming into the ninth. You're going to have 5-4 games coming into the ninth. What do you do over the last seven weeks? I mean, don't you now – right? isn't this – I think what you said perfectly right there, you said that – 
Dave Roberts may say one thing, but pay attention to his actions. Mm-hmm. And his actions last year in the postseason was, no, I'm not handing the ball to Kenley in a critical situation, big situation, was going to Udias. So I say that because he's done it before where he's taken the ball out of his hand. Why, you know... Do do you need to wait any longer to say I must let let me start using Blake in the ninth and see how that goes because there's no guarantee that's going to work. That's but you, exactly right, and and that at least gives you some running room to know that by the time you get into the postseason, you have some kind of consistency of who of who's going to close out the game. That's exactly right. the The biggest problem of all that you could create is this idea that you want to. Keep giving Kenley opportunities. Let's keep seeing if this is going to work. Another week goes by. Another four weeks goes by. Another month and a half goes by. And then you finally say, yo, you know what? This isn't going to work. All right, Blake, I'd like to have Blake Trinan pitch a few games in the ninth inning. Look, he's done it before in his career. He is a closer. He just doesn't pitch the ninth inning. But I'd like him to pitch the ninth inning a few times as a Dodger. Get the feel of what that is. Because, look, there's no greater simulation, Slee for what a playoff game is going to feel like, for what a World Series game is going to feel like, than what was at that ballpark last night. Absolutely. That, that, that was as close to a postseason Absolutely. game that you can create that isn't one. And Kenley spit the bit. Mm-hmm. He did. I mean, you, we can talk. If he gives up two runs in one inning, that's a terrible outing for a closer. Of course. Period, full stop. Mm-hmm. Let's see the other guy. Let's see. Look, Joe Kelly gave one up, too. Joe Kelly's a little wild. He does give up some home runs, but mm-hmm. he also throws 100 miles an hour. Let's see what else is going on there. There's a whole bunch of things to get into and in what you're going to do in that ninth inning. But, Slee, I want to do this. I want to talk about another week nearly has gone by the board, and the same thing that we were worried about last week is still here. In fact, it's gotten worse. We'll get into it next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let me ask you this, Al. Have you ever gone out to lunch or dinner with Chris before? I have not. Today's your first time. Yeah, today will be the first time. A little nervous. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you taking him? Eh, not your business. <laughs> I'm sorry. You jealous, Trav? <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. I've had plenty of meals. With I don't Chris. know. That sounds. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> that sounds. Uh, sounds like you're. I, I agree, Emily. A little jealous. A little jealous, <laughs> no, sir. No, I'm. I'm good. I'm just. I'm very excited to get the uh, post mortem on that lunch from both of you guys because I have a feeling there might be different, <laughs> different, different viewpoints. Different yeah, different people. viewpoints. <laughs> I like it. I, I just I like that you're going to be very, very Alan Sliwa, and he's going yep. to be very, very Chris Morales, and mm-hmm. it's going to be great. I look no. forward to that. I, you know what? I may cancel my vacation just so I can come and watch it from a distance. I'll sit on the other side of the restaurant. I won't join you guys. We're watch. Uh, we're live streaming it. Carlos coming out there from <laughs> the social, live streaming the whole thing. I like it. Stay Why tuned. Not? Give Why your not? guesses on who orders what. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, are you? Do you have a place in mind? Do you know the exact spot you're going yeah. out? Do you know what you're going to order before you've even walked through the door? I don't know what I'm going to order, but I definitely have a place. Very authentic, <laughs> solid spot. Good. I'm well. Send yeah. me some pictures of nothing else. It's time for some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here's the straightest talk that you're going to hear. 
The Dodgers are four games back in the losing uh, in the lose in the loss column. The loss column, yeah. Right. They are three and a half games back. Arizona plays San Francisco tonight. Uh, so the Dodgers at the end of the night will either be four games back or they will be three games back. Right. Mm-hmm. Most likely four. Arizona stinks. San Francisco's good. Mm-hmm. So it's more than likely going to be four. Wasn't it like three minutes ago where the Dodgers hit that home run from Chris Taylor in the ninth inning, walk it off against San Francisco, and everybody's right. throwing a party, and hey, you know what, in a couple of days, we're going to be in first place, and mm-hmm. the Giants are going to be in the rearview mirror, and here we go, the Dodgers are on fire, and this is where everything changes. Um, they're further back now than they were then. Not only have they not gone into first place, they're farther back than they were a couple of weeks ago. Now, I get it. Turner isn't here yet. He's going to make a huge difference. Scherzer's only pitched once, and we saw the difference that he can make. But yep. this is not nothing. I, I get it. There's still two months left of the season. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. We've been saying that for four months. Okay? Four of the six months of the season have gone by. You've got two left, and you are further behind now than you've been at almost at any point in the season. It's a real thing. So th- this is why this kind of goes back to yesterday and last night's performance because – if you don't make that, maybe maybe we were kind of underplaying Max Scherzer coming to the Dodgers. And I'll tell you what I'm, I mean by that. Remember how we were talking about how, <clears throat> at least I was saying, I felt like it was more important for another team to get him because even if the Dodgers didn't get Max Scherzer, you, you and I have had this conversation. Just get healthy and you have enough talent there that you can actually go on a World Series run. Now, if you got Max Scherzer, it's – it's, it's ridiculous, and I think yesterday is a perfect example. Scherzer pitched seven innings yesterday. Mm-hmm. He struck out ten, gave up two runs. This wasn't, um, this wasn't Kershaw. This wasn't Bueller. This wasn't Udeas. That's a solid three there, and I know we haven't seen Kershaw in a while. Yep. But that's an amazing three. Basically, Scherzer can walk in any situation, any moment, best team in the American League, and he can – strike out 10 and end a game before you even know it. That's how good Scherzer is. And I, I think the, the the thing that is fascinating to me with Scherzer and this kind of run that the Dodgers have to go on, when I say run, I think you said it best yesterday, play 10 games above 500, 12 games above 500 over a 30-day span, you're probably back in first place. It's going to mm-hmm. take something on those lines. But what you can't do is you can't play 500 baseball, and that's kind of what the Dodgers have been playing. They, they have not had a solid run since mm-hmm. the very beginning of the season. They just have not gotten an opportunity to get going the way that we all thought that they you – know, not even to get, to get going, Al, to just be what they were supposed to be, right? This isn't a matter of, hey, they, they, they've been hot, they've been cold. They really have not been hot other than the very first couple of weeks of the season – it's going to happen, but it needs to happen. Instead of this, hey, maybe we can get enough cushion to where you can set up your rotation exactly the way you want it. So mm-hmm. when you go into that first round of the division series, you're going to go Bueller, Scherzer, Kershaw, bam, 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 how do you like me now? Whereas before, now it could be, hey, look, we got to play out every last game right down to the very last game of the season. We may end up in the wild card, and all of a sudden you could have Danny Duffy or Cole Hamels or you know who knows who else yeah. maybe pitching that wild card game. You just don't know what it's going to be. It needs to start now. And but you're you're right about Scherzer. This was ex- it was a perfect example of why they went and got him because that that game was pumping. That game was absolutely a playoff, a playoff atmosphere, game. World Series atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Did he look like he was even 1% uncomfortable pitching in that environment? 
I, that's when he's his most comfortable. You know, that that's how when you think of Scherzer, you think of the big moments, stakes are as high as, as can be. Certain players thrive in that situation, and then there's a lot of other players. It's, oh, I really got to get this game. Did it really match up this way to where all the pressure's on my back? You know, you know what's funny is how many runs did Bueller give up on Tuesday? One. One. <laughs> so Bueller gave up one run, yep. right, and couldn't get the win. Scherzer obviously right out the gate yesterday had help. Was it whether it was Mookie's uh, leadoff homer or it was Will Smith's three-run homer? Right out the gate, he got the runs. But it just kind of shows that Scherzer wants these moments. Bueller wants these moments. There's certain players that they thrive in this type of atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, obviously that one-two punch when you get into the postseason, it's something. But I I get the reference that you're making. All this is great and dandy. Sometimes I even question, you know, are are the Dodgers underperforming or is San Francisco just so overperforming that, you know, we're looking at the Dodgers like, well, you got to do more. It's probably a combination of the two. Right, I, I think it's somewhere in the middle, but I would argue, Al, that I think it's more. Look, look the Giants are far better than I think anyone thought they were going to be. Twenty-eight games over five hundred. Yeah, they're, they're they're fantastic, and the Dodgers are twenty-one games over five hundred. Okay, but the Dodgers are playing five ninety-six baseball. They're winning about sixty percent of their games. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers are supposed to do better than that. The, Do- sure. the Dodgers are not a six hundred team. They are mm-hmm. better than that. Now you could flip it right on its head. And the, re- the, the, the really impressive part is the Dodgers are a 600 team despite the fact that one of their best players, Corey Seager, basically hasn't played all season. Absolutely. Mookie Betts, until the last couple of weeks, has been just kind of a guy. Last two weeks, he's been Mookie. Cody Bellinger is nowhere. That you've played guys like McKinstry and McKinney and Rayleigh and Noisy and, Be- and, and Beatty and all these guys that are not your everyday guys – and you're still playing 600 baseball. That's the that's the thing that makes me the most comfortable as a Dodger fan is that I've been fighting a fight with one hand tied behind my back, and we're going into the late rounds, and I still got a really good chance of winning this fight. But that's why you know when when you keep saying okay, um, we can't fall further behind over the course of the last week or two weeks than you were two weeks ago. There's there also comes a point, and I think now is the point when you look at the lineup. Tell me where there's a hole other Cody than Bellinger. Bellinger and the pitcher. Too easy of a question. They might move the pitcher up. They might they might animate put Bellinger at night. No, but but there's there's there is there are no holes. And now your rotation is starting to come back. Obviously Scherzer is there now. Yes, Trey Turner. But you got enough. I mean th- th- this is this is the reality. The reality is if if the excuses were there before, and they're legitimate, Trav, these are not excuses, you know, where everybody was healthy and you were still losing games or playing, you know, a few games above five hundred. They had their they had their main pieces that were out. Everybody's back. There's yeah. no, I mean, when, when just kind of let me just kind of use this as an example. It was Mookie, Muncie, Turner, Seager, Will Smith, Chris T- Pollock didn't even bat till seventh. Mm-hmm. And the lineup is unbelievable and oh by the way you just had Bueller and Scherzer on the mound leading you know in each one of these games at this point I think a lot of that chatter and that conversation of giving them this giving them that that all goes out the window it's done you can't really make any more excuses for that no I well I've always made I'll make this point again there's a difference between an excuse and an explanation an excuse is the sun was in my eyes and I didn't get a good night's sleep 
An explanation is I have a broken leg and I couldn't run after it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a difference between those two things. These are explanations as to why the Dodgers have struggled. I, when you talk about no holes, I want to just be clear. You're talking about there are no holes in the off in, in the offense, right? In the lineup one through eight. That's what you mean, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, because there there are holes. No, the team. There's a gaping hole in the ninth inning that oh, needs I, to be addressed. And I, I think the, I think the um, the ninth we talked about to kind of start the show on a on a day where Max Scherzer pitches for the first time with the Dodgers. We kind of led with Ken, Kenley giving off a two run homer. That that one is the that's the area that Dodger fans they feel the most uneasy. How do you close a game if it's a two-run or a one-run lead or whatever the case is? But everybody else on in, in from an offensive perspective, how are these guys not putting up five-plus runs a game? It, that would be the only surprise when they don't do it. All right, let's take our first phone call of the day. Let's go to downtown. And Drew, Drew, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? What's going on, fellas? It's Gelato Drew. Travis, I know I disagree with your Laker negativity, but I got a more pressing issue. Okay. What's going on with all the ESPN staff? putting ketchup on their damn hot dogs. Jorge put put a picture on Twitter at the Dodger game with the crew yesterday, and he had so much ketchup on his hot dog, it looked like French fries. (laughs) Travis, you need to bring balance to this. Your culinary excellence has to set everybody straight because ketchup don't go on no damn hot dogs. Yeah, well, Drew, I appreciate you being able to look past my what was it, Laker negativity? Is that what the, the word was? I'm hot sauce on a on a dog as well. Hot, hot sauce is okay. I'm okay with that. But Drew, you you couldn't be more right. Look, I it's a lot of times I'm dealing with people that are unsophisticated, people that are 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 philistines when it comes to eating hot dogs, and they're dousing them in a child's condiment. I, I, I can't help them. I've offered my advice. They can either take it or not. But Drew, I'm glad that you and I, if we cannot agree on some Laker stuff. Stuff that we can find common ground on how to eat a hot Travis, dog. Travis, when like I that. took his phone call, when I screened it, I was like, I thoroughly disagree with you. I think ketchup is very fun on a hot dog, but I yeah, guess fine, I'll put you on I anyway. Let, let's let's give one to Trav, I guess. Yeah, you're fine. I mean, if I was sitting next to if I was sitting next to Jorge at the game, I would say, Jorge, are you going to finish that ketchup or what's yeah, the deal you can pass over that ketchup, Look, Jorge. You, you could you could dip that hot dog in a bucket of paint, and it would increase the the taste of the hot dogs that they're uh, food snob, Travis. No, not, not only not only it's hot dogs. It's I'm the guy thing. that eats hot dogs as an appetizer. How could I be a food snob? It's one thing I'm to an, be I'm a the food man of snob. The it's another thing for him to belittle people who put ketchup on their hot dog. It, I don't it's belittle them, Slee, as much as I just don't respect them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more the same disrespect you have for Altuve, you have for us. Speaking of, yes. <laughs> speaking of old Altuve, um, he struck out four times last night, and the Dodger fans were loving it. And guess what? It is never ever going away. We'll discuss it next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. First of all, Flea did say at the very end of his 10-minute rant of calling me names that he was, quote, just kidding. 
So I choose to focus on that part. Secondarily, I think he less of Jorge to today it. than I did he yesterday. He has to say it. It's not like he meant it, but he has to say it. <laughs> no, I, I, Ken, I think you're right about Dave that. Dave Roberts had to say something positive about Kenley last night. I think you're right about night. that. Flea Look, had to say something positive about you. What's today? August 5th? Yeah. I feel differently about Jorge on August 5th than I did on August 4th. I'm just going to call it like I see it. I've known Jorge for a yep. long time. We've worked mm-hmm. on a variety of shows together. We've done USC pregame shows together, morning shows together, afternoon shows, forever and ever. And I consider Jorge a friend, but now I think less of him because of his just absolutely over-the-top amount of ketchup. It was way That's too funny. much. Two years ago, Jorge and I were in a text exchange. Just him and I were texting uh-huh. back and forth. And we said, we think less of you. And that was two years ago. <laughs> well, what did I do? I have no idea. Just I just ge- tried to – I just wanted to defend Jorge. <laughs> just well, I love Jorge. Him. He's fine. I just – you know, he and I, we went to Guisados, which is over uh, in oh, Echo yeah. Park. There's down one here in Pasadena, too. Great spot. Great mm-hmm. spot. I'm like, hey, you know what? Jorge knows. He knows the right spots. He knows where mm-hmm. to go. He knows how to hook me up. He knows, he knows what I like, so he must like the same things I like. And then, you know, it's just a big charade. Here Find out that he's a ketchup guy. Bad look. He also did say that way too much hype about making it out that the hot dogs are not good, all that stuff. I kind of appreciate that. Jorge no. went against the grain last night. You well, know, he, you throw a picture like that and you start commenting that everybody's making too big of a deal about the Dodger dogs. I'm, I'm a fan of Jorge. I, I think he <laughs> gained a lot of respect for him last night. Travis and Slee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's try another phone call here real quick. Let's go to North Hills and Daniel. Daniel, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you guys preschool or something? No. Daniel, stop no. talking to your children and talk to us. Um, Daniel, who are you talking right, to? That's, that's really I don't even want him to go anywhere. What's going on here? What, what's happening? Daniel, are you there or no? Yeah, give him his backpack. Yeah, I think you. Daniel's yep, trying to get the kids out the door to camp or this something. Is, uh, Daniel, try his back. Because here's what I heard. Are you sure? That, uh, that would have been fantastic. That he, has just been fantastic. He, I heard the words, make sure he has his backpack. Uh-huh. And, hey, are we going to preschool today or not? I you think know, Daniel's not, got I'm young kids. Kidding. He's trying to get I, them out the I door. I swear when he said something about preschool, I thought he was talking about the ketchup on the hot dogs. <laughs> that's what I thought he was referring to. Maybe he was. Because you keep saying how that's basically what you do when you're when you're six years old. You don't do it when you're 40. As the only person here that has children and has gone through the children win, both toddlers and, and you know, not not yeah. infants, but, you know, yeah. to 10, 12 years old up until that uh-huh. point. You know how you get them to eat anything? Do you put ketchup, ketchup on there. there. Yeah, right. ketchup you put on ketchup on it because it's sweet and it yeah. tastes good, mm-hmm. right? And, and, but once you develop a palate that is beyond a four-year-old, you realize that there are other things in the culinary rainbow that aren't just sweet. That the you way can eat you things throw that are in, the salty. way you very calmly, quietly throw in like a four-year-old. <laughs> what do you have any? Uh, what do you have against sweet stuff on salty no, stuff? N- oh, nothing. You're, but you're not a sweet guy, right? You are a salty guy. I am a salty guy, but yeah. there are there. Look, there's. This is why we have different parts of our tongue that taste different things. There's the sweet part, the salty part, the bitter part, the sour part, and you mix all these things together in different combinations to form all these wonderful things that are out there. But when you find a really nice salty, savory thing like a hot dog, you don't need to put liquid candy on it to make it palatable. Do you put nothing. ketchup on a, on a hamburger? Not typically, no. But I'm okay. I'm I'm, I'm more okay with that. How That's how is how are you okay with that? How are because you okay of, with that? Emily, not a don't hot dog. Try. Emily, Emily, don't waste your energy. Don't waste your energy. <laughs> this it, is the most frustrated I have been on this whole show the whole time. <laughs> Let's try Studio City this time. Is it Mila? Mila, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Mila? No, it's not Mila. It's Noah. Mila, sorry, Mila. My bad. Noah. 
Noah. Noah, Noah, Noah. I like the arc. I've called you guys. Oh, Noah. How you guys doing? What's up, Noah? Thank you What's for calling up? in. What, what do you got, buddy? So I'm just wondering if after yesterday's epic phone call, do we need to change the name of the show to Travis and Fliwa? <laughs> I'm all for it. I don't know how you feel not, about that, yeah, Al. It's not a bad idea. It's, not bad. it's only going to help. It will only help. I think uh, I already lost Ask Flea to Ask Flea. And, and now the, <laughs> Which the, you didn't the, fight too hard to keep, by the way. <laughs> I didn't fight too hard. And now the name of the show is going to involve Flea. Flea was breaking it down yesterday, Trav. I mean, he was no, he, literally – he was breaking it down. He is a 100% full speed ahead Laker fan. He is yeah, no, all no, in, I, and, I, and I respect that a great deal. We just happen to disagree. I was, I was reading a bunch of different things about Russell Westbrook and the Lakers this morning. Mm-hmm. And among Laker fans – it's almost universally loved among basketball people. It's kind of split. It's about it's about a fifty fifty split, maybe sixty forty. More like, hey, we'll see. There's a lot of fit problems, but I am not the only one that shares this opinion. I'm just one of the few people in the city of Los Angeles no. that has this opinion. That's why I said yesterday that listen, you're not doing it because you want some attention. That's how you genuinely feel. Russell Westbrook plays a certain style of basketball. Does it fit with LeBron and Anthony Davis? It's a, it's a legitimate question. I think you know, for me, it's more conceptual, but. I, I, I don't – before we go and we'll, we'll get a chance to do some Lakers a little bit later, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. We got a chance to see the Houston Astros in two straight games at Dodger Stadium. This is mm-hmm. from the first time since they were, you know, obviously accused of, of cheating and everything else. You were saying that the environment there and, – and it was. When Scherzer got his 10th strikeout, it felt like it was October 15th and that was the biggest game of the year so far. It felt like a playoff atmosphere. It really did. And why did it feel that way? It felt that way for a couple different reasons, but one of the main reasons was Dodger fans want to see the Astros lose. Dodgers won't face the Astros again until potentially the World Series, and that's not a far-fetched – you know, that that could easily happen where it's the Dodgers and the Houston Astros in the the World Series. Trev – do you, do, you, do you think Dodger fans feel a little bit better after yesterday? I mean, is this About just the kind Astros? of not even the Astros? Just you finally got a chance to beat them. You got a chance to do it at Dodger Stadium. You got a chance to for two straight days watch inflatable trash cans get thrown on the field. You know, all right. that kind of stuff. They feel a little better. Do you feel a little better? I, I think they feel better that they won the game. I don't think that there's anything that anyone will ever do to feel better about what the Astros did. I want you to listen to Buster Olney here for a second. He was on yep. with Spain and Fitz, and he, he brought up something that I couldn't agree more with, which is this isn't a Dodgers hate the Astros thing. This isn't a everybody in baseball hates the Astros thing. This is a the Astros have done something that will never wash off. Here's Buster. Jose Altuve will be booed the rest of his career when he steps into the box. Carlos Correa will be booed every time he steps in the box and he's playing on the road. I saw it with Roberto Alomar at his spitting incident at the end of the 1996 season. He was booed the rest of his career. You know, once word broke of this scandal and we saw the, you know, the suspensions of, of folks like A.J. Hinch and, and Jeff Luno, uh, you know, being fired by the Houston Astros, I, I think that locked these guys in to that legacy. Travis and Sleeves brought to you by Progressive Insurance and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. He couldn't be more right. This is never going away. Jose Altuve, every time he steps in the batter's box, everywhere other than Minute Maid Park, boo, mm-hmm. boo. Mm-hmm. And it's deep in the, in the bones, Slee. This is not just, a, oh, this guy hit a home run to beat my team. 
in the World Series. This isn't, oh, man, this is a really it's good player who wears my guys close out. close to that. He's a cheater, and it will never, ever. Like, this, this is a stupid line, but it's so true. He's never getting invited to someone's golf tournament ever again. You know what I mean? It's one of these, these guys all go to each other's golf tournament. You come to mine, I go to yours, we all do these things. He's never getting an invite unless it's to the Houston Astro Alumni Association. He's just, they humiliated themselves forever to you win know, that curious. World Series. You know, I'm curious about what it is, what what it's like in Houston. What do they you think him. it's like in Houston? They love but, him. But can they really love him? Can they yes, really they love do. their... I, I'm here to tell you, I know they do. Can they, they really love their own franchise? Like, isn't there? Let, let, let me use this as an example. If you're as big of a Dodger fan as they come, mm-hmm. if you found out the Los Angeles Dodgers cheated their way to a World Series the way the Houston Astros, I would think you would look at the Dodgers differently moving forward. I think I probably would, but I, what I know for sure that I wouldn't do is my my default setting would be, well, everybody did it. We just got caught. That would not be my go to move. Mm-hmm. That and that seems to be there's all you know you're just you're just this hurt or that hurt. No, 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 no. You cheated. You ripped off baseball. You, you. This is not just a hey, we stole a sign. This was a systemic organizational. And look, like Buster just said, Buster's not a guy that is just making stuff up as he no. goes along. He knows no. he knows the history, and this is never ever going away. Much like Ask Slee is never going away. But that's coming up tomorrow. Next. It's Bunch of Funch. That's straight ahead. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, Ask Slee is brought to you by ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. I'm just trying to work my way into it. It is time for Bunch of Funch. What do you got for us? You really want to do that Ask Slee, huh? We'll we'll, we'll get into it. We will. We will. All right, so uh, with the Olympics winding down, closing ceremonies will be on Sunday. There's been a lot of feel-good stories coming out the games, and my favorite stories are the ones that – the countries that give the athletes a gold medals, like they give them like a house or money or whatever. Like in Indonesia, they had two badminton gold medalists in which they got $350,000 each. Whoa. They got five cows each. I don't know All what right. they're going to do with that. And also, this is my cows. favorite. This is my favorite. Um, a chain of meatball restaurants promised them a store each. So basically a meatball restaurant. Um, also, <laughs> there's this um, other gold medalist from the Philippines and which um, the Philippines promised her $600,000, and she will also get two houses, which is awesome, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, know like countries, like other countries, they give like their athletes something, you know, for winning a gold medal or, you know, whatever. Yep. So if you guys won a gold medal at the Olympics, what would you guys expect or want from the good old United States? And I'll start with you, Travis. Well, I, I was just going to – I had a pretty boring answer until I heard you kind of set the whole thing up, Funch. I was just going to say, give me some cold, hard cash and let me let me go to work Something with that. Something with a meatball. No, knowing that I could become a meatball magnet, yeah, knowing that I cows? could become like the, yeah. the lord of meatballs in Southern California, if you could set me yeah. up with a few meatball locations, I'm all in on that. Where was that? Indonesia, you said? Yeah, Indonesia. I don't yeah, know what the I restaurant's may, called or anything. I'm, I may go pick up badminton in Indonesia. If it means that what, I can become a, a, a meatball entrepreneur, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm not looking for much. You know, I, I'm a simple man. Um, maybe a nice home in La Jolla overlooking the ocean. Uh, maybe opportunity to go travel around the world whenever I feel like it and have absolutely the best service, first-class service. Uh, maybe the opportunity to, I don't know, own a couple other homes in other different states. Not asking for much, Trav. Fill up that bank account with 
Yeah, a good 10, 15 You're, mil, something along those lines. Not, geez, listen, like man. I said, what, like what I said I'm a simple man. In? I'm not asking for much. I'm a simple man. I just want to travel the world first class and have multiple homes. Yeah, simple man. I'm not asking for much. Uh, make sure the home is located in a way that nobody can see it, just me and the ocean. That's it. <laughs> something simple. Like a bat cave right on one of those in La Jolla. That you, it's a secret entrance that only you know. I, you know. Kind of, kind of talking me into it. Give me the yeah, maybe. Give store. me my own sports radio station, and I'll determine what <laughs> what we do with the Travis and Sliwa show. <laughs> <laughs> On twenty four hours a day. No, I quit. Just the best ofs. Just go, you know, we do a show for three hours and then like the best the Howard ofs. channel on, yeah, on right. exactly. Uh, satellite exactly. Radio. There exactly. Go. There you go. All right. So uh, we know the Lakers welcomed back Trevor Ariza earlier this week. And most of us know Rez- Ariza's resume. Uh, homegrown kid, went to Westchester High, then with UCLA, mm-hmm. also won a title with the Lakers in 09. And uh, matter of fact, one, of, one more Ariza note, he and Dwight Howard are the only guys left in the NBA from the 04 draft. Mm. So, um... He played for 10 teams in his career. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oof. And working as a team and getting three strikes, I want all three of you guys to name all, three, all 10 of his teams. Well, Lakers. Uh, he Houston. was in Houston. Yep. So Houston, Lakers. He was in Portland. He, was in Portland. he wasn't in Portland? I want to nope. say Trevor Ariza was in Orlando, too. Was he in Washington? <laughs> okay, I thought okay. I was going to get another strike. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you've got to start more strikes, two more strikes, guys. Swings, I'm sitting it out because I know I'm going to get us all the strikes. <laughs> um, um, all right. So how, how, oh, many East, how many Eastern Conference teams left? How many Western Conference? Uh, let's see. One Eastern Conference team, two Eastern Conference team, and oh, three Western I, Conference teams. I think I've got one. It, Sacramento. Sacramento is... Yeah. And Slee, bunches, don't count this, Slee. I want to bounce this off you. Did he play yep. for the Suns? I want to say Trevor. I was Reza just going to say, I want to say Phoenix, but I, I'm, it's, I don't, I don't feel confident about it. So let's just put it that way. You don't want to go, Suns. Yeah, there you go. Oh, very nice. Oh, so, so two more teams, Eastern Conference. I'll say that. Both Eastern Conference. Both Eastern Conference. Did we say two the Bullets more teams, did, or the Wizards, or whatever? They, they yeah, you did say the Wizards. Them. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's his first team ever. Just think that. Charlotte? Slee? I don't know who else he played for. Turn I'm going to be Atlanta? Guessing. Did he play for Atlanta first? Oh, I think I know what it is. Who is it? Uh, uh, now that I think. Miami? Did he play in the, for the Heat? He did play for the Heat. Yeah. All right, there. I've got. Oh, yeah, that's his last team. His last team was these. Miami. You, you, you do the last one, Slee. Okay. I got See it. I no did problem. That? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna first team that you've ever played for. First team he ever played for. Can you give us some kind of a hint? Ooh. Eastern Conference. One more hint. Uh, next, 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 next. North. What's that? I'm mixing. You say Knicks? I, there yeah. you go. You yeah. guys got it. Knicks. Knicks. Well, Magic. Lakers. Rockets. Hornets. Uh, Suns. Wizards. Kings. And Heat. Yeah, we That's should definitely go through his uh, career in the ten o'clock hour. <laughs> Every every stop, every first. which way. Every team. Just look at I just want to just kind of go through his stat line and predict what he's going to do this season for the Lakers. Play a little D, knock down some threes. That's what yeah. about half the roster's there to do, right? Yeah. All right. So my last one of the day and before Travis's vacation, Travis's favorite rapper, Quavo, 
or oh, Quavo, yeah, yeah, as he Quavo. calls him, from the rap group Migos, is under fire for putting a picture up on social media with a guy, I guess his personal assistant. He's holding an umbrella over his head and has a, a fan on his other hand. He's blowing the air in his face, you know, like just, you know, being a personal assistant, basically. Uh-huh. So, you know, media social media was, you know, giving him the business about it and everything, and he quickly fired back saying, I pay my personal assistant $5,000 a day, right? $5,000 wow. a day. <laughs> to blow okay. on him and hold a fan? Yeah, exa- exactly, you know. Okay. But, you know, I'm sure it's be- it's a little bit more stressful than just holding a, a fan. Is that gross or net? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a little bit more than just, you know, holding a umbrella and blowing air in his face or whatever. But, sure. you know. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm, this, is, I'm, this is where it's going right now. Yep. I'm going to start with you. Do you think you can be Travis's personal assistant for a day? Can I go real quick back to, I want to go back to that photo, and I have not seen the photo. I don't care how much you're paying the dude. Can you hold the fan and the umbrella? Are we asking for too much here? Just hold the fan and the umbrella. Really, you need somebody to hold the fan and umbrella? Those stories, I don't know why they, Trev, they anger me when I hear... <laughs> When I hear Hold on, I'm adding it to the freaking... list. Jeff Bezos and guys that hold umbrellas and fans. Well, he's when paying I... them $5,000 a day. I don't care what they're paying him. How stupid. It's such like a, a power thing. I have this much money. It ain't all about the money. For the love of God, every time I see you got one of these actors or actresses or musicians and they're so petty on every small little thing it's got, what are we doing? I, all right, I just let me I get just, that out real quick. I, I just did some quick math, and if yeah. he's really making three, he's not making five thousand dollars a day. Five thousand dollars a day is a one point eight million dollar yeah. a year job. Yeah, that's <laughs> you, not happening. By the way, I, I, Quavo, Quavo, I'll call you whatever you want. If you're really hiring at five grand a day, I am your guy. I will blow in your face if that's what you want. I will hold your umbrella and your fan and your water bottle and whatever else you got because for five grand a day, I'm your man. Well, I mean, you probably have to pick up his laundry too and all that stuff too. Give him a ride somewhere. I don't know. Okay, so would I be would I be Travis's? Was his question? Would I be Travis's personal assistant for a day? Yeah, personal assistant for a day. I'll say yes, and I'll tell you why. Trav's not an a hole. Trav's gonna be like, hey, yeah, you know what? Let's. uh, Can you grab my uh, my nine iron? Yeah, I got it. I got you. I got you on this one. So You're I'm okay be with my doing caddy. You're going to be my personal assistant. <laughs> I assume all you're going to want to do is golf. It's probably eat. true. <laughs> no, here's what here's what the job would include. Would include. Hey, can you hand me the nine iron? And hey, would you mind running back and grabbing a few more beers? That's uh, all. That's all I'm really going to ask yeah. you to do. Yeah. It's not so well, bad. And now you know, my job you know pays five bucks a day. Well, Travis, can you be uh, Al's personal assistant for a day? Sure. What do you? Yeah, I'm in. I, I'd, I'd actually kind of like it because all I'd have to do is look up um, Trevor Ariza box scores. It'd be fine. And hey, you Trav, have to start uh, cooking at 2 p.m. for his uh, like 4 p.m. dinner. <laughs> Trev, what did Trevor Ariza do against Portland on December 23rd, 2007? Yeah, I, right back at you, boss. Hold on. Give me a second. Clack, 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 clack. Up. Oh, he had 14 that night. Trav, four assists. Not, Great night. Not enough ketchup, bro. Throw <laughs> some more ketchup on there. Look, need more ketchup on day, that dog. Whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> whatever you want. I absolutely have you covered. All right. LeBron is sending a message to the world. Well, He's mostly sending to a message me. to you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I think okay. The only thing was missing was at Travis Rogers tagged in that tweet. <laughs> we'll get into next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, we've mentioned it a couple different times, and we get a chance to do this. If you're 
if you're spending way too much time thinking about not going to get your car serviced, uh, this is a perfect ad for you. If your vehicle is due for a uh, service, head into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. They they have on SoCalOilChange.com, you throw in your zip code, and they have all these different locations around Southern California. Incredibly convenient service. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room. At Valvoline, you stay in your car, you stay safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. From oil changes to tire rotations to transmission care and more, just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change.